0: To the end. Psalm 1, my favorite psalm. The Bible says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the seat of the scoffers, and in the path of the sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, which he doth meditate day and night. Bible says, It shall be like a tree, planted by the rivers of water, bearing its fruit in its season. whose live also shall not wither, and whatsoever it does, prospers. The Bible says the wicked are not so. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. The Bible says the sinners will not stand in judgment. Can somebody shout hallelujah? Can somebody shout Hallelujah. I know that the scripture is not showing I don't know why But follow me so that we can keep the time Bible starts by not mentioning anyone's name It says blessed is the man Because your name is applicable And Bible starts by talking about The things this man does not do When you look at the word man It's talking about human being It may be female It may be male Blessed is the man Glory be to God I said, glory be to God. Amen. Who does not walk? Bible starts by talking about the things he doesn't do. He doesn't, first of all, listen to the counsel of the ungodly. The ungodly here is not necessarily a person. The ungodly here primarily is Satan. Is ungodly is anti-God. Who always comes... To impeach the credibility of God's counsel. Bible says, blessed is that human being who doesn't listen to the counsel of the devil. The first question asked in the Bible was asked by the devil. What has God said? Whatever he says, whatever God said to Eve and Adam, he was ready to counter. So blessed is that man. So your blessing starts from the moment you decide not to listen to the whisperings of the counsel of the devil in your heart on your ears. That is what you and I need to have to contend with on the face of the earth. Bible says you determine your blessing. The word blessing here is also translated enviable. By the things that God will do in your life, you will be enviable. One of the versions says, Fortunate is that man who does not listen to the counsel of Of the ungodly. Now, if you don't listen to the counsel of the ungodly, you will not stand in the path of the sinners. So when the enemy wants you to see to the scoffers, he makes you first of all to stand in the path of the sinners, and then he can't make you to stand in the path of the sinners, except he has succeeded in making you to listen to his counsel. So what the devil is telling you right now, is not the end, it's a means to where he's taking you to. He wants you to go and sit in the congregation of the wicked. He wants you to leave the secret place of the Most High, where you should abide, under the shadow of the Almighty, whose power no foe can stand. He knows that as long as you stay in the secret place of the Most High, He cannot touch you. He knows that as long as you stay within the panoply of the Almighty, it cannot do you any harm. So he first of all starts with a council. Don't dance too much in church today. That's a council. Don't give. That's a counsel. Why are you rejoicing? That's a counsel. Why are you nice to your neighbor? That's a counsel. Those suggestions in your heart. Bible says enviable. At the end of the day, is that man. Blessed is that man. we look at your children later. We see them blessed. We see the work of your hand blessed. We see everything about you blessed. Just because you said no to the voice in your heart that you, 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 you discovered and discerned is not the voice of God. Blessed is the man who does not listen to the counsel of the ungodly Because he does not listen, he will not stand in the path of sinners Have you met Christians who are not really sinners But they are in the neighborhood of the path of sinners The way they, con- the way they conduct their relationship is not different from the sinners The way they, the way they raise their family The way they handle their finances The places they go The way they dress it's not different. They are not really sinning, but they are in the path of the sinners. So maybe you are in the path of the sinners right now. I'll tell you the reason why you are there. Because you have listened to the counsel of the ungodly. He just told you, you can't just get a good husband by just serving God. You have to expose some things out of your body. You just listen to the counsel. And that was what led you to the path of the sinners. Number three, the moment you are on that path, you are going to sit. That's the whole activity of man. It's either you are standing, you are walking, or you are sitting. It's either you are standing, walking, or sitting. And the Bible tells us the reason why the man didn't listen to the counsel of the ungodly in the first place. The Bible says that man didn't only not listen. He has embraced another thing. The Bible says he delights in the word of the Lord. There is no gray area. Can I just tell you something in my spirit? It's heavy in my spirit. There is no wasted worship. Tap your neighbor, tell your neighbor that. Find another neighbor. Is there a new neighbor? There is no such thing as wasted worship on earth. If God rejects your worship, guess who is going to take it? Satan. So you must be careful what you offer God. Because if God doesn't take it, Satan will take it. There is no wasted worship. If you don't delight in the word of the Lord, you will listen to the counsel of the ungodly. And if you listen to the counsel of the ungodly, you will find yourself in the path of the sinners. And if you find yourself in the path of the sinners, you will sit with the wicked. And if you sit there, grace will leave your head. Bible says, But his delight is in the law of the law, which he meditates day and night. He so much delights in it, that he just loves to read the word of God, to think about it day and night. Bible says, consequentially, because he decides to read the word of God. Now, this man's work was not mentioned, the city he resides was not mentioned, his family pedigree was not mentioned, his failures in the past not mentioned, because Bible only tells us what he shall be. Bible does not mention what he was before. Can somebody shout hallelujah? Bible says consequentially he shall be. Like a tree planted by the rivers of water. What is the difference between every other tree and the tree planted by the rivers of water? Every other tree depends on rain. So the moment it doesn't rain in the society, the tree withers. Now there are sources from outside, but this tree planted by the rivers of water, the source is from within. So it doesn't matter what is happening around, there's, because of their connection to another source, they are lived does not wither what does it mean when the bible says their leaves does not wither you see trees during summer they blossom during winter they, they dry out or what we call dry season here they dry out but bible says this is a special tree this is a strange tree bible doesn't say you are a tree it says you shall how can i explain how you will be If you decide not to listen to the counsel of the ungodly, if you decide not to stand in the path of the sinners, if you decide not to sit with the scoffers, the reason is because you've listened to the word of God. You are reading the Bible. When last did you read your Bible? Tap your neighbor and say, when last did you read your Bible? I believe that the reason why you've not read your Bible in a long time or it's not your habit reading your Bible is because you didn't know the advantages of studying studying the word of God. Bible says by studying the word of God and thinking about the word of God, this man, how can I describe him? He's exactly like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Bible says this man will bear his fruit in his season. Bear his fruit in its season. It's amazing that the Bible says in its time, God makes things beautiful. Not in God's time. In its time. Bears its fruit in its season. Not God's season. So I prophesy to you When you ought to buy a car, you will buy a car When you ought to change that one, you will change it When you ought to graduate, you graduate When you ought to get married, you get married When you ought to get children, you get children There will be no delay You bear your fruit In your season You bear your fruit In your season And I prophesy the same for your children They will never be late In the name of Jesus Bible says you should enjoy the wife of your youth. If you're a man and you're 40 something years, you don't have a wife. You may be against scriptures. Bible says the wife of your youth. I want to believe that God wants you to get married early. And Pastor the reason why I don't want to get married is because I don't have things right now. Yeah, because God wants you to have those things early in life. Bearing your fruits in your season. Whose leaf does not wither. Whose leave does not wither? What does it mean? Because leaves wither at some season. But Bible says, you don't have a bad season. You see, there are people who look at you now, they say, you know, there are people who badmouth you, who talk your testimony down. They look at you and say, wow, things are working for you. Wow, thank God for your season, suggesting to you that a bad season will come. Listen to me. I know that between a mountain and another mountain is a valley. But the God on the mountain is also a God in the valley. No matter where I go through, no matter the season of life, I am more than conqueror. Can somebody shout hallelujah? hallelujah. The Bible says you leave we with no either. Have you met your daddy's friend before? Have you met some boss or your senior in school or, or your, 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 your boss at work? At some point in time doing well and then you met him walking on the road. People that you started early together. People that you met when you just came to Abuja. And then you met them on the road. And then you look at them and you say, what happened to you? They weeded out. They had a better yesterday than now. Things had gone south. Bible says for you, your path is like a shining light. That shines ever brighter unto the perfect day. Can somebody shout hallelujah? hallelujah? And here is the crescendo. It says, and whatever it does. Whether he sells sand or is a mechanic or is a furniture man or carpenter, whatever he does prospers. Declare loud after me, say in the name of Jesus. From today, everything I am involved with prospers. If you believe that, shout the loudest amen. That is what the Bible says about you. But what are you supposed to be doing? You are supposed to. To delight in the word of the Lord. And then be thinking about it. There is something the word of God does to your spirit. There is something the word of God does to your spirit. It positions you accurately. Makes you to think right. Makes you to take the right decision. Makes you to embrace the right friends. Makes you to refrain from the wrong things. And then it grants you speed. Moses had just died. He was the pastor of the largest church I ever knew. Moses died. He had so much of anointing to do miracles that even the magicians today have a book they call the 6th and the 7th books of Moses. Telling you that the man was so anointed even the devil acknowledged it. When this man died, his assistant pastor was so scared to become the next pastor. Because how will I do the miracles that Moses did? Both Moses divided the Red Sea. God brought water out of the flint, flinty rock, even through Moses. In fact, in the administration and the, and the leadership of, of Moses over that church, God had to bring down on earth the food that angels used to eat. He brought it down for the congregation of Moses. Now, Joshua was supposed to step into the stead step into the the position of Moses and he was thinking, where will I ever get this anointing? Where will I ever get this ability to perform for these people? Despite all that Moses did, these people were grumbling. And God saw the frustrations of his heart and God visits him and says to him, Joshua, Moses my servant is dead. So wake up. There is nothing behind Moses. I am the wind under his wings. I want to show you how you will do it. And you will get results. And it gets to verse, verse 6. It says don't fear. Don't be scared. Don't be dismayed. It says the Lord will strong in you today. And it gets to verse 8. It says this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. This book, this Bible, this word of God must not. If you want to succeed Joshua. It doesn't matter the problems. It doesn't matter what you encounter. This book of the law. No matter what the enemy brings towards you must not depart from your mouth. Must not depart from your mouth. Now Jewish people, like you see some of the Muslims, is an oriental culture, you read aloud. You see them sometimes when they're reading Quran. You must read it. You must mutter it. You must chew it. In it you must meditate day and night. So that you may be able to observe, to do everything written in it. Bible says the reason why the man in someone did the word was because he meditated on the word. The reason why he did not obey the counsel of the enemy was because he was busy meditating on the word. Can somebody shout hallelujah? The Bible says if you are able to do everything written therein, for then you, not God, you will make your way prosperous and you will get good success. So, I tell you the truth, most people that are stuck in life are responsible for where they are. God says, Joshua, there is something I want to teach you. If you could do it, you will succeed in making your way prosperous. And what is that thing to do? Start a new business? Not yet. Relocate? Not yet. Change your work? Not yet. Start from this. This book of the law must not depart from your mouth. In it, you shall meditate day and night. The moment you start doing it, a friend can give you a call. The moment you start doing it, thick clouds around you will leave. Your wisdom blockage will pop open. You will know what to do. Your discernment will be sharp. Your decisions will be right. Your discretion will be accurate. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. In it, you shall meditate day and night so you may be able to observe, to ignore the counsel of the enemy. When you are able to do this, Joshua, you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. This is the secret to success for Christians. You will make your way prosperous. You. And then you will have good success. Psalm 119 and verse 9. Psalm 119 and verse 9. How can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. Pastor Biodo, I've been born again. I don't know what I'm dealing with. The pressure is too much. How can a young man cleanse his way? How can a young lady please God? Knowing that when the ways of a man pleases God, even his enemy will be at peace with him. How can a young lady in this crooked and perverse world, how can she please God in a city like this? Number one, she must take heed according to the word of God. How do you take heed according to the word you never studied? How do you take heed to an instruction you never heard? Verse eleven. Verse eleven. David brings a secret here. Verse eleven. He says, "Your word I have hidden in my heart because I meditated on your word, and I'm able to hide because there are three doorways to your heart: your ears, your eyes, and your mouth. Your word I have chewed and meditated. I regurgitated your word." I hid it in my heart for one reason, so that I may not sin against you. So when you see a Christian who does not read the Bible, when you see a Christian who doesn't have time during the day to study the Bible, you have found a Christian who will live a life of sin. You have met a Christian, you don't need to know what they do. You don't need to hear bad news about them. When you see a Christian that goes throughout the day without studying the word, you have met a Christian who will not do well in their Christian walk. Can somebody say amen to that? Amen. You have to be very careful. In this, in this, in this century, in this generation, the devil is talking to you every day. You must also hear God. Because if you don't hide God's word in your heart, there is no way you can ever live successfully. Some of us don't know. The potency of God's word. The word of God can change you. That you are not the one struggling to do it. It changes you in such a way that your interests will change. Your values will change. The way you see life, your vantage point, and your perspective about life will change. When, see, don't, don't try to change people. Get the word to them. Don't try to manipulate people. Get the word to them. If the word of God, you see there was a man, Jeremiah, God brought down the scroll brought down his word to Jeremiah and the Bible says in in front and behind were words of woes and lamentation and the man said no no God said take it when you start eating the word of God they are not palatable they will show you the dirt in your life they will show you the things you need to correct the Bible says Jeremiah took and ate, when the word entered his mouth, the Bible says it was like honey in his mouth When you start feeding your spirit with the word of God, it starts changing you. When last did you eat food? And then you put your hand in your throat to say, ah, this food that I'm eating. You know, where I'm from naturally, they will tell you, when we were kids, they would say, don't eat standing up. If you ever eat standing up, your legs will be big. So we we were scared. So we always ate sitting down. It was a way of Um, trying to put a culture in us to have table manners. But you and I know now that that's wrong. That's not true. If you eat, there's a system on your inside that distributes the food. If you dare take in the word because the Bible says man shall not live by bread alone because man is not flesh alone. What food does to the natural body is what the word does to your spirit man. There's a mechanism on your inside that when you take in the word, it distributes you to the right place. Your choices will just be different. You will grow up in such a way that you, you know some things to say no to. Can somebody shout hallelujah? Some of us don't know the benefits of the word. Jesus was speaking in John 15 and verse 3. It says you are clean. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. You are already clean. How can a man cleanse himself? How can you be a better Christian? How can you live a sanctified life? How can you live a life worthy of your calling? You have to study the Bible. Pastor Biodo, I buy tapes. It's not enough. The Bible doesn't say the general word that Jesus speaks to you. It says the word that I speak to you. Their spirit and their life. And I'm going to tell you the balance. Because there are people who say, I won't buy other people's books. I won't listen to other people's tapes. I will only study the Bible. And I've seen such people enter error. And they are the ones that see nonsense in the Bible because they don't live a balanced life. But in all that you've done so far, listening to tapes, coming to church, you must have a time when you enter a secret place. It may be the corner of your room that you take your Bible Whether it's Android, on your tablet, on your phone, you take your Bible and study. Reading is different from studying. Bible says search the scripture. You can't be searching when you're not looking for anything. You're looking for how that you're not supposed to be sick. You're looking for how that you're not supposed to be poor. You're looking for what God has said. The enemy is saying things. You must hear what your constitution says Because you're ambassadors on the face of the earth. Can somebody shout hallelujah? Some of us don't read the word of God because we don't know the full import of the word. If you are going to serve God better, you must serve God first of all, having fellowship with him through the word. How many know that when you are praying, you are talking to God? But when you are studying, God is talking to you. D.L. Moody says, when I pray, I talk to God. When I'm studying the Bible, God talks to me. He says, make sure God does most of the talking. Study. Let God talk to you. Let the word of God feed your spirit. It will amaze you within 30 days if you do it every day. Because the scriptures cannot be broken. If you study the word of God every day, particularly out of delight. Not looking for scriptures to kill an enemy. Particularly out of delight. Say, Holy Spirit, before you start studying, you lay your hands on it and say, Spirit of the living God, help me. Speak to me. And you do that consistently. In a month, you shall be like Moses. Moses had been with God and God was talking to Moses. When Moses came down, his face was shining. People could not look at his face. His face was so bright and they were like, Moses, please cover your face. He said, what's wrong with me? You will not know how much you've changed. Your countenance will change. In Second Corinthians 3.18, the Bible says, as we behold with an open face, but we all with unveiled face. Why will Apostle Paul use this phrase, unveiled face? Because when the glory of God was was shining through Moses, Moses had to cover his face. But we now can behold with an unveiled face. Beholding as in a mirror the glory of our Lord. The Bible says as you behold, as you are looking at that scripture, day and night, the Bible says you are transformed into that thing that the Bible says. And Bible says from one level of glory to another level of... That is why in the church where they share holiness, people are holy. In the church where they share in prosperity, people work in prosperity. As the pastor dwells on that thing, and you get back home to look at it. and don't Stop telling me, Pastor, God is not faithful. I, 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 I don't have money. I've been struggling with finance. How much of what God has said about finance do you know? How much of what God has said about finance have you fed your spirit with? There's hardly any scripture on prosperity that is not in this spirit. I've been dealing with this thing for many years. Because I discovered a long time ago that what God has sent me to do, I will need a supernatural dimension of finance to do it. Can somebody shout hallelujah? You know, I, I was sharing, and this is not pride. I was sharing with the workers how that all that people have given has been very, very, very encouraging. But it's not even up to I mean, it's barely 10% of what we've spent. You will not believe it. You must expand your mind. Anything that is lacking in your life. Because faith comes by hearing. You feed your spirit with it. As you look at it, you are changed to what the Bible says. Look at what the Bible says there. It says, as we beholding with an open face. As in a mirror. As in a mirror. As in a mirror. In other words, when I look into my Bible, the Bible says in the New Testament, a Bible is a mirror. When you looked at the mirror, the last time you looked at the mirror, who did you see? You saw yourself. The moment you behold into the word of God, and you are looking at it consistently, suddenly you start seeing yourself there. And then you are changed to that same image. From one level of glory, it won't happen like magic. From one level of glory to another level of glory, and Bible tells you who will do it. It says the spirit of the Lord will do it. Can somebody shout hallelujah. In Ephesians 5.26, Jesus speaking there, Apostle Paul speaking there, under the influence of the spirit of Jesus. And the Bible was talking about Jesus saying that he might sanctify the church. And cleanse her. how? By the washing of the water by the word. So the reason why a lot of people are not cleansed, the reason why a lot of people don't stand holy or or sanctified or not living lives worthy of their calling and they're struggling, and they say, hmm, hey, this thing is hard, dude. It's because you're trying to do it in your strength. If you read the Bible, you pay attention to the word of God, like you pay attention to movies and all the news and everything. If you just have a portion of time that you feed your spirit with, you'll be amazed how much, I mean, you meet your old friends and you want to talk to them and you're not flowing any longer. Because your values have changed. The way you see life is not that you're trying to pretend. Because what we hear affects our mindset. It's called renewing of mind. Bible says don't be conformed to the world around you, but be ye transformed. The word transform is the Greek word metamorphou. Metamorph is from the word metamorphosis that speaks of how the egg will move from lava to pulpa to the full butterfly. Bible says, "Be ye metamorphosed, metamorphose, change from level to another by the renewing of your mind by the word of God. The word renew is from the Greek word anachinosis. It means to reprogram your mind with the word of God. You cannot be reading it all the time and paying attention to it and your thoughts and your mentality will not change. That's not possible. If you're in a backsliding situation right now, you are compromising. You know that you don't read the Bible. Even when the word of God is going on in church, you have all things to distract you. You slot in the CD after the service and you sleep off. You know. That's why you are struggling. And as your pastor, I want to present to you what will help you. If you really, really, really want to stand, can somebody shout hallelujah? hallelujah. See, the devil is no more powerful than God. The word of God is the last blow that God has dealt to the devil. The Bible says the word of God is the sword of the spirit. Can you stand when, when an angel brings out a two-edged sword? It can deal with any circumstance. The Bible says in the book of Jeremiah, Is your word not like fire? Is your word not like a hammer that breaks the rock into pieces? Give me a man that has a hardened heart. And let me introduce the word to the person consistently and see whether the heart will not break. The word of God can break anything. Generational causes. Anything limited. All those people that are saying all those nonsense, There are people who don't pay attention to the word. If you pay attention to the word, some things will naturally dissipate from your body. Because the word of God is like fire. The word of God, when it comes into a circumstance, is light. You know light has been hearing about darkness? His cousins, his friends, his sisters, his brothers, they gist him about darkness. And when they tell light, darkness is there. When light goes there, immediately, darkness goes. Where is that? Where? I just wish I could see darkness. You see, darkness is there. When light just gets there, the Bible says, in him was light. And this light is the life of men. And when this light enters darkness, darkness cannot comprehend it. The word of God is light. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. When you introduce the word of God to your life, you are introducing God to your life. Can somebody shout hallelujah? If you have low word, you have low God. If you have much word, you have much God. Can somebody shout hallelujah? This explains to you the confusion that some people have in John 3 and verse 5. When Jesus was speaking from John 3, 3, he says, except you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. But in verse 5, the Bible says, except a man be born of water and of the spirit. Anytime you see spirit, small s... It's either evil spirit or human spirit. It's either evil spirit or human spirit. But when you say capital S, spirit, that refers to the Holy Spirit. Now the water here is not water baptism. Except a man be born of water and of the spirit. It's talking about the word of God. In First Peter one twenty three. it says being born again. Not of the corruptible seed, but of the incorruptible seed of the word of God that lives and abides forever. Because the word of God is the seed with which we were born again. So the Bible says you accept you are born of the water and of the spirit. So there are two agencies that makes you born again. There are two agents, beg your pardon, that makes you stabilize as Christians. The Holy Ghost and the word of God. If you neglect the word of God, you are neglecting the Holy Ghost. The Bible says angels respond to the voice of his word. When you have a problem, the Holy Ghost is around you. Angels are standing ready for you to speak the word. The moment you speak the word, in the name of Jesus, they move. You're telling the Holy Ghost move and he's telling you give me a sword because the word is the sword of the spirit. And the enemy doesn't mind you coming to church. He doesn't mind for you to be born again. But he he hates it when you have made up your mind to study the world. Some people say humorously, <laughs> I'm not a pastor. What's my own? I just go to that church, let pastor just speak. I just use my head to rub my head, use my hand to rub my head. <laughs> that week is okay. Refuse to remain a babe. Because there are challenges that are still coming your way that you need to learn how to torpedo. Can somebody shout hallelujah? Say except I'm born by the Word. Say except I'm born by the Word and of the Holy Ghost, I can't enter the Kingdom of God. Say except I'm born by the Word and the Holy Ghost, I can't enter the Word. I can't enter the Kingdom of God. Ephesians 5, 26, that it may cleanse and sanctify the church by the washing of the water by the Word. John 15, verse 3, you are already clean. By the words I've spoken to you, because the word of God has a cleansing ability, changes your life totally, changes your life. No matter what you've done in time past, if you sit with the word of God, you become a brand new person. God gives you another slate, another chalk to rewrite your life. Can somebody shout hallelujah? In nineteen, in eighteen eighty eight. there was a group of English sailors. They were actually British naval officers. They traveled to a particular place, the South Sea Island from England. And then they spent six months on, the, on that particular South Sea Island. They liked it so much, they didn't want to go anywhere else. And then they set their captain adrift in a small boat. And then they became mutinous in that place. But of course, the British government, knowing that they couldn't colonize that place or have British Navy in that place, they sent punitive expedition to that particular place to arrest those guys. There were 14 of them. They arrested 14 of them. They captured 14 of them because it was an island. There was no way they could run to. And then they took 9 out of the 14. They took 9 out of the 14 to another island. And then told them to start a colony for the British government in 1888. Now, those people, now when they got to the island, they met some girls on the island. And then they discovered a route with they changed into some narcotics and then they, they became wild, they began to drink and then they messed up their lives. Sleeping with women and then just drinking and they messed up their lives. In a short period, they all died except one person. Eight of them died and then one of them, God made him to survive. This person is a popular poet, Alexandra Smith. Alexandra Smith was the only survivor there. Now, after living there for a while, he, he found a treasure chest. When he saw the treasure chest, he broke the treasure chest and then found a book inside. It was the Bible. And started to read the Bible. He started reading the Bible and he believed what he read. He read the Bible and believed what? He started reading and he believed and it changed his life forever. 20 years later. An American ship decided to stop at that particular island and then they discovered What they've never seen before, 20 years later. What they did not find on that island was crime. They didn't find anything immoral on that island. The whole island changed because this man decided to educate everybody. began to interpret the Bible to them. The entire island changed and everything was upside down. I'd heard about, about the history of Geneva. I don't want to bore you with such stories. Till today, nobody steals anything in Geneva. The fathers, the people that discovered those countries were Christians. And they raised that place with with the tenets of the Bible. You don't know what the Bible can do in your family. You don't know what the Word of God can do to you. You have no idea. If you dare take in the Word of God, you have no idea what can come out of you. I've seen people that are very gentle. Their temperaments are very melancholy. And then they're taking alcohol or they take drugs. And they switch. You don't know what the Word can do. That's why the Bible says don't be drunk with wine when it is excess, but be being filled with the Spirit. Because that's the fake of the real. When you read the Word of God, you are being filled with the Spirit. There is nothing that can attract angels to you like when you study the Word of God. Can somebody shout hallelujah? Can somebody shout hallelujah? Matthew 22, 29. Matthew twenty two twenty nine. 29. The Bible says, Jesus answered and said to them, You are mistaken, not knowing scriptures or the power of God. I don't like this translation. It doesn't bring it out well. The kingdom says, you err. You err. E-R-R is the root word for error. You enter error in your marriage. You enter error in your finance. You enter error in the way you raise your children. Because you don't know scriptures. Knowing scriptures will save you untold pains. No scriptures will make you make the right choices. From the beginning, there are things you won't even do. There are things that will be your value. You might, have, you might still have struggles. I'm not saying you don't have struggles. But there are things that will guide you. There are things that will help you. Can somebody shout hallelujah? Now to, I don't just want you to just walk out of this place. as the pastor says, let's study the scripture. You must know why you should do it for yourself. Number one thing that makes me read my Bible, and I try, I try very well not to read to preach. There are days I don't come out at all. My kids have been encouraged to read because sometimes they leave, they come into to where, where I study, they hug me and say, "Daddy bye bye," they go to school, and they come back and meet me on the same place. They're ah. ah. What are you doing? And I've had to explain to them what I was doing. Because if you don't feed your spirit, you'll be powerless. The Bible says if you faint on the day of adversity, your strength is small. Can somebody shout hallelujah? So you must know a few things that will empower you, energize you to study the word of God. Number one. One of the reasons I studied the word of God is that I believe with the whole of my heart that God is the source of the Bible. And I'm going to explain to you. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, some people think the word of God is just what some white people wrote together, put together and they wrote. And it's an encyclopedic uh, civic rules just for the society to be fine. The Bible says all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. Somebody say all scripture. All. Not some of them say all, 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 all. So where did we get Bible from? It was given by the inspiration of God. And it is profitable for, number one, for teachings, for doctrines. Number two, for reproof. Number three, for correction. And number four, for instruction in righteousness. Can somebody shout hallelujah. So in other words, when you see someone that studies Scriptures, you see someone that is well taught, you see someone that is well raised up disciplined, you see someone that is going to be righteous is going to be righteous, you will not hear that is arrested, they will not knock his door and is afraid, He will not be afraid of evil news because it's been raised by the scripture but this is what I want you to look at here is that all scripture is given by inspiration, the word inspiration means for God to breathe it in, God breathed it into those who wrote it. <sighs> <sighs> and as they were moved by the Spirit, they wrote it down. As they were moved. The Bible says in 2 Peter chapter number 1, verse 20. 2 Peter chapter number 1, verse 20. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of scripture is of any private interpretation. Number 20, verse 21. But for prophecy never came by the will of man. Now they call it prophecy because it's an inspired writing. They didn't come by the will of man but the holy men were moved of God. They spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. I told you the word of God was spoken first before it was written but it was written to be spoken. Now one of the first things you need to do that will help you. I've met several types of people. I've seen people I don't know how God helped me. When I just gave my life to Christ, I had friends who will never read the Old Testament. And I'm sure I have some of them here. You are so much into new creation reality, and I am. I know about what Jesus did by his death, burial, resurrection, and ascension. I am just probably more balanced because of my experience. You know, you just hear things that you like. They they sound nice in your ear. You just embrace them without probing them, without praying about them, without receiving instructions from the Word of God to prove and to balance them. Bible says in the mouth of two or three witnesses, the truth has to be established. Don't believe any doctrine that you've not seen two or three scriptures to prove to you that it's the truth. And I want to show you this. The Bible is not just New Testament. The Bible is a combination of seven dispensations. And you must understand that. Everything that happened to Abraham was not the law of Moses. Everything from Genesis to Revelation is the word of God you must just understand the law reforms and know how to balance it. Some of them don't read Psalms. One of the most powerful books, combined magical books or anything, if you took Psalms, the moment you open to Psalms, the devil is taking taking cover. But the, the devil doesn't want you to know that. Every prophecy written in the book of Isaiah came to pass. Every word in that place. That's one of the most powerful books. How will you neglect all of that and say it's only... Uh, Gideon's New Testament. I will put at the back of my. I will back of my. You are carrying blade, not a sword, because sword has two mouths. In fact, you are carrying dagger. Romans chapter four, verse three. Quickly, guys. Romans four three. For what does the scripture say? Okay. So Apostle Paul, to whom the new creation message was given to, is quoting from the scripture. So what did he refer to as scripture? What does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Go to Genesis 15. You will see it there. He believed the Lord and it was accounted to So with me, Genesis is Scripture. Genesis is Scripture. All Scripture are profitable. They are God-inspired. Number two, John 19, 36. John 19:36. The Bible says, for these things were done that the Scripture should be fulfilled. So what is Scripture? What was written in Scripture? It says, none of his bones shall be broken. I don't have time to show you all of this. Exodus 12, 46. Write it down. Exodus 4, Exodus 12:46, Numbers 9:12. You will see that when they eat the Passover, they must not break the bone of the lamb of the Passover. But look at Psalm 30, thirty-four, verse twenty. Let me just show you this. The Bible says it God's all His bones, and not one of them is broken. So Psalm is a scripture. Look at 1 Corinthians 15 verses three and four. First Corinthians 15 verses three and four. For I deliver to you first of all. That which I also received, that Christ died for all of our sins, according to the scriptures. So where did he die? Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. So that is scripture. Verse 4. And that he was buried, and that he rose again on the third day, according to the scriptures. Which means New Testament also, is scripture. Did you catch what I'm trying to say? Hey, I'm not enjoying you. Did you catch what I'm trying to say? <laughs> Approach your Bible as if it's a script from God. It's a script from God because the word scripture means it's a, scripty, a script written by God. Number two, if you want to grow and if you want the word of God to profit your family, as a family, you must study the word together. As an individual, you must study the word. If your Bible is tattered where you are sitting right now, you need to change your Bible. You are looking all dressed up and you're looking like you stepped out of a magazine and your Bible is looking tattered. Don't tell me, Pastor Billy. I'm used to it. Change it. Change it. Inspire yourself. Get a modern version. Get something that can inspire you. If you're just carrying a tablet, a tablet uh, 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 Bible, and the one on your phone, and you're not reading it, you can not make reference to it. You can not make notes. You can't. You can refer to what you studied. You better get a Bible and stop from the 21st century. If you want to be it, you must avoid stupid questions. There's a scripture in the Bible that says, too much learning maketh thee mad. You can't approach scriptures with intelligence. You need the wisdom of the Holy Spirit to be able to approach scriptures. I've met intelligent people that ended up and they made a shipwreck of their faith. I don't want to dwell, I don't want to deal with that today because of time, but let me quickly tell you if you want to grow, avoid foolish questions. I'm not saying avoid questions, avoid foolish questions. The Bible says in Titus 3.9, avoid foolish disputes, genealogies, contentions and strivings about the law. The law means the word of God. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. It says for they are unprofitable and they are useless. Why do you waste your time? Eh? Tell me. Who was the wife of King? What's your business? Pastor Beholdon, listen, you can't just bamboozle me like that. I'm intelligent. Okay, let me show you a scripture. Deuteronomy 29.29 Deuteronomy 29.29 The secret things belong to who? Have I lost you? Okay, all your enemies will die this year. I said they will die this year. Alright, have I caught your attention? Okay, look at this. The secret things belong to who? But those things, those things, those things, those things which are revealed. The word reveal is apocalypses. It means to uncover. The ones that God uncovers belong to us. The one he has not uncovered, I leave it to heaven. He won't tell us everything so that there will be things to talk about when we get to heaven. Did you catch that? And you see, if you are a Bible scholar like me, there are things you will know. For example, it was Moses that wrote from Genesis to Deuteronomy. It was not Adam that wrote it. If it was Adam, Adam would have given us details. It was Moses. While he was going to take the Ten Commandments, after taking the Ten Commandments, God enjoyed fellowship with him and God over-talked. And Every time you approach a scripture, you must read the history. In the beginning, all those, the first whatever page, they will tell you about it. What he went to the mountain to receive was not to, to... Bible says, if all the things that happened were to be written, the whole world would not take the books. So the two important ones that you need to bother yourself with. You, you are not even saved yet. You are asking, eh, tell me, so how did this happen? How? no 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 you're just messing yourself. You are messing your spirit up. And then another the flip of the coin is other people who, who will hear something in church. And then you go to some people who can't undo what the Lord used a year to teach you. It took you a year. When you first entered Koza, you're why are they dancing? Why are they shouting? Now you are shouting like them. And you're dancing like them. Now you now understand some things better. And then you go to your former church, if you will. Or you go to people in your family. And you are bamboozling them, arguing. Disputing every day. And after arguing, you are low. Maturity will make you keep quiet, even when you know the truth. And look for a nice time to say the truth. Don't waste your time. Jesus says, many things I would have loved to tell you. But you are not able to handle it. Praise God, somebody. It's getting quiet in this Pentecostal church. Number three, when you study the Bible, think about it after you've read it. As you drive to work, share with somebody. As you get to work, just find time to think about it. James chapter 1 verse 25. The Bible says, Whosoever look, but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty. Now this is called the law of liberty now. It's different from the law of Moses. Whoever looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it. He meditates day and night. Okay? Can you see the continuation? Can you see the consistency that the Bible demands? It says you don't use two 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 capsules and expect to be well. It says you must continue. You want to use antibiotics, you must use it for seven days. Consistency, consistency is the key to breakthrough. But he who looks into the power law of liberty, remember, we are with an open face beholding. we are changed, okay if we look into the public law of liberty and continue therein and he is not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work the bible says this one will be blessed in whatever he does can you see me connecting old testament scripture with new testament scripture that whatever you do joshua if this book of the lord does not depart from your mouth and you meditate in it day and night Meditating in India. So that you observe to do what is there. Him be not a forgetful hearer. This one shall be blessed in whatever he does. Uh, someone, whatever he lays his hands on, prospers. Can somebody shout hallelujah. Tap your neighbor and say, I really now, I know the secret of success now. Find a new neighbor. Say, new neighbor, I know how to succeed right now. Say, this word, this word, this word will not depart from my spirit. Will not depart from my mouth. It's so sad when somebody comes up stage and is telling you to declare words and to 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 is leading you to confess God's word and you pocket and you're not talking. I'm going to deal with that next week. Listen to me, you need to learn how to speak the word. If you don't speak the word, your result will not be different. It will not be different. Out of all the beings that God made, it's only you and God that can talk. Lions can't talk. Tiger can't talk. Monkeys try to look uh, at look like us, but they can't talk. Dogs can hear, but they can't talk. Your mouth is where your dominion is. Bible says you will get what you say. Glory be to God. Number four: Be like the Berean Christians. Acts seventeen eleven. Who are the Berean Christians? The Bible says these were more fair-minded than those in Thessalonica. In that, they received the word with all readiness. And that sounds like Koza. You receive the word with all readiness. But, they get home. And then what they have read, they go to search it. To find out whether that pastor is just a smooth talker. So the safest way to start is not to open the Bible to the book of Nahum. You'll be confused. And please stop doing this thing. You know, I just picked the Bible, I just turned to it, and I just saw the word. And God just showed me the word. God can be faithful. But that's not the norm. Imagine your, your dad saying <laughs> I just came outside and I just saw a woman. She just gave me food and I just ate. You said, Daddy, be careful. How does God expect you to study the Bible? I'll share that with you on Tuesday. You know, somebody took the Bible, he turned it. Just said, Lord speak to me, Lord speak to me, he turned it somewhere. He said, The And Cain killed his brother. He, ah. he changes, he turned it. He said, Go ye and do likewise. I believe that's not the way God wants to lead his children. I believe so. God is not dumb. So we're going to share about that on Tuesday. Are you going to come to church? Burying Christians, one of the safest ways, don't start thinking of something. Just get out there, buy a CD. Alright? As you listen to the line of thought of your pastor, take a concordance, take a Bible, now take it deeper and search... Pastor just showed you a verse. Read the context. Read everything. Ask questions. Send your pastor email. Discuss with your friend. Another way. Let me just give you previews of common attraction. Find a family or a friend that has been born again before you. And let them guide you. We're going to talk about the rest later. Can somebody shout hallelujah? Hallelujah. Can somebody shout hallelujah? hallelujah? Tap your neighbor. Say if you want information, go to the internet. Say, if you want education, say, go to school. Say, if you want wisdom, open the Bible. Say it again. Say, if you want information, go to the internet. If you want education, go to school. If you want wisdom, that's why you may be very young. If you read the Bible, you'll be smarter than your contemporaries. You'll be smarter. No wonder David said, I have understanding more than my teachers. this one thing the Bible carries, this maturity, this wisdom. Some days, some people were talking, and Elihu, who was Elihu? Job's friend. Elihu said, let, let, let age speak. He looked at the old men and said, sir, please contribute to what is on ground. When those old men opened their mouth, they were just speaking broken monologue of incomprehensible gibberish. And the Bible says, "Ah, before today, I thought age was wisdom. I thought age was wisdom. Age is not wisdom. You might be the last born in your family. If you feed your spirit to the word of God, wisdom will come out of you. Because Jesus is the word of God. And in Proverbs 8, the Bible refers to Jesus as wisdom. Can somebody shout hallelujah? Hallelujah. Can somebody shout hallelujah? Hallelujah. (coughs) Say to your neighbor, say knowledge is of man. Say wisdom is of God Say knowledge is of man Wisdom is of God Finally after studying the word You must speak the word Never listen to any message Never get inspired About a word in the Bible That you don't speak to your spirit Take for example If I see that I'm the head And you shall be the head another thing. I don't close the Bible and say mm, What a phenomenal word You don't do that some of us are just so contemporary So, mm, Such is life You shut that, you put your finger in that place And say in the name of Jesus Not Lord, ah, according to your word Hey, please make me the head Make me, he told you He said you are So what are you supposed to say? Bible says let the redeemed of the Lord say so In one church, they said, let the redeemed of the Lord say so Everybody shouted, and say so that's not what we're saying. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. The Bible says, Have you been redeemed? Then yell it loud. If there's anything you see in the Bible, say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you because your word tells me that I am the head and not the tail. And I boldly declare and I decree that I'm the head and not the tail. Then you go and check the Hebrew of head. That's studying. The Hebrew for head is roche. It means beginning. So it doesn't matter what has not been done in your family It doesn't matter those who Have graduated for years and didn't get a job You won't say hey, there's a curse in this family And there's something running Let's go for deliverance." So, no, you stand and say the bible has said to me I'm the beginning of new things in this family in the name of Jesus, I shall exemplify it. It's a mirror. I'm looking at it right now, and I'm seeing myself. And as I begin to say it, I'm beholding. I'm changed to the same image from glory to glory. And the agent that will do it is the Holy Ghost. Can somebody shout hallelujah? Somebody say, see I'm the head and not the tail. In Luke 16 verse 29, the Bible says something very powerful as I close. You remember the story of the rich man and Lazarus? Lazarus went to hell and the rich man went to Abraham's bosom and when the man got there he said Abraham please please let Lazarus dip just one finger in water and let him put it on my throat because my throat is dry and Abraham said please there's a yawning gulf between you and I and the man man concocted another wisdom he said you know really really as if I'm hungry The reason why I'm really talking about the water is I really want to go and meet my other brothers. Seven of them. They didn't believe in this thing. They didn't believe in hell. I want to go and tell them that it's real. Once I just go back, I can come back and stay here. And Abraham said something to them to to tell you how important the word of God is to God. To tell you how efficient the word of God is. And Abraham said to him, if they did not believe moses what who can tell me what moses is matthew um, genesis exodus leviticus numbers and Deuteronomy if they did not believe moses who can tell me what the prophets is jeremiah isaiah or, or, he said, if they don't believe those words he said they will not hear you he said because those ones are more powerful than the experience of hell they are more powerful in second peter chapter number 1 verse 16 and i want to close on this because of time Peter was saying something there. You need to put on your revelation cap to get it. Peter said, when we came to you, we didn't devise, we didn't cornelly devise fables to tell you about the power of Jesus and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He said, listen, when we were at the mountain of transfiguration, for example, I was there. I touched him. I saw him. He changed in front of me. He became God. And ever opened in front of me like this, And I heard a voice saying, This is my son in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. I saw him. He changed. I saw him. He became God from the time he was on earth. If Jesus had not died on the cross, he would have still been God of the very God. When he died, he said, Father glorify me with the glory that I had before the world began. I saw him. So I didn't concoct stories for you. I saw him. But Peter gets to verse 19. He says, guys, what are we talking about? You may not have seen him. You may not have touched him. But there's something you have. You have a more sure word of prophecy. It's surer than the experience I had. If I saw him, I could forget. If I touched him, Thomas touched him. He said, but you have a more sure word of prophecy. You have a more sure word. You have a a better assurance. Listen to me. Don't be bothered about anybody telling you. Eh, please, Pastor, you see road for me. Me and my family want to travel in two weeks. Help me check the route. When the Bible says, the covenant says, I will protect your going and your coming from this time henceforth, even forevermore. It's shorter than any dream you can have. It's shorter than when an angel flies down to tell you. You, it, will, it will protect your going and your coming. He said, no, no, no. Peter says you have the most sure word of prophecy. People who don't study the word are praise for predators who are looking for money to take from you. Lift up your hand. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus. I love to sit at your feet. I love to hear what you say From today I will study The Bible I will listen to you I want to be a better Christian I want to do well Thank you Father In Jesus name Now we're going to spend like 5 minutes to pray I want to show you Acts 20.32 Acts 20.32 Please, at this moment, I don't want to walk in around, no matter who you are. Just give me five minutes. 32, 32, 32, Acts 23 2. Apostle Paul was leaving Ephesus. And he put Timothy there. And he said, So now, brethren, I commend you to God. I leave you to God. And to the word of his grace, which is able. To build you up. So what can the word do? The word of God can build me up. The word of God can build me up. The word of God can build me up. And to give me an inheritance. Among those who are sanctified. What does the Bible say about inheritance in James chapter 4? As long as the inheritor is a child. It does not differ from slaves. We all, when we are born again, we are born as a baby. That's why First Peter 2, two says, "As newborn babes, you must desire the sincere milk of the word, that you may grow." That is the only thing that makes you grow. Prayer don't make you grow. Fasting don't make you grow. The word of God and God makes you grow, makes you mature. The moment you are mature, an inheritance is given to you. You have a place in Christ Jesus. You have a place among the sanctified. It's babies that walk around to say some of the things that you and I. I've been saying. It's time to grow up. You're going to pray in tongues. You're going to pray in tongues. Another thing that can build you up is praying in the Holy Ghost. It's praying in the Holy Ghost. Jude 20. It says, building up yourself on your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. You're going to say after me, Father, in the name of Jesus, I desire to grow. I desire for my Christian life to be better. First of all, before we pray, I'd like you to apologize for anything that you have done that God doesn't like. Apply the blood of Jesus upon it. Is there any sin in your life? Is there anything that you're doing that is standing between you and God? God wants to bless you. God wants to lift you up. God wants to bring finance to you like never before. God wants to use you to announce His kingdom. But He can't do it. He can't bless a mess. It's time to apologize. Come and apply the blood of Jesus. Say, Lord, I'm sorry. 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins, it's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from every unrighteousness. Go ahead and talk to the Lord somebody. I haven't talked to him. I haven't talked to him. Begin to tell him how much that you want to grow. How much you want to be better. If you would, you can pray that God should lead a friend to you. God should raise someone for you. To speak into your life. To help you. To grow. Ah, you ask for God's ability. Discernment, ask, ask, ask somebody, pray for your husband, pray for your family. Say, Lord, we want to grow, we want to grow. If you can pray in tongues, I want you to pray in the Holy Ghost. God will handle everything for you. The Holy Ghost knows how to handle things for you in the name of Jesus come on somebody lift up your voice where you are lift up your voice where you are come on if you feel God in your heart express your love for him Pray the Holy Ghost, somebody. Kinana na hamasa talabra haya. Don't joke with this moment, somebody. Don't joke with this moment. Bless is he whom the Lord calls to approach him. Nika sata ratata. Kna bahasa taprangidi kilejidi hikiso toho barataha. Kna ba de hira na kora bahasa de gredehe. Banina na bahasa talabrataha kilerenele behema na bayabaga daga bara baga daga bahasa kaya bahaya lift up your voice and pray when you pray in tongues you position, you align yourself come on somebody receive strength somebody receive strength somebody receive strength somebody if you faint on the day of adversity it's because your strength is small receive strength somebody thank you Jesus in Jesus name All of you sit down, join your hands with your neighbor. I want to pray one prayer for you. Can you reduce that piano? I want you to join your hands with your neighbor. It's not time to pray, it's time to say amen. I know the enemy is busy discouraging people. He's busy concocting things. And giving you reasons to live a double life. But in the name of Jesus from today, I pray for you and I prophesy that the word you heard today has gone into the bones the marrow of your being and from today your choices will be different as a church there's a revival going on in your individual life there's a revival going on in the name of Jesus what used to master you from today walk out of this place and go and be king over that pharaoh can I hear your email? I like thunder. Your interest has changed. Every demon assigned to you to discourage you, to make you have poor choices, to make you make bad decisions. I command them to be under your feet now, in the name of Jesus. I draw a wall of protection around you. I build a prayer wall around you. I release your name in the atmosphere for intercessors all over the world to pick your name. And let them never stop Until you have your full deliverance You are free in the name of Jesus Therefore I impart into you now What God has placed there Righteousness, peace And joy in the Holy Ghost From now you are excited About the things of God Sin shall be like nonsense Before you By the power of the Lord's spirit In the name of the Lord Jesus So go and prosper Go and do well. Go and make a permanent damage in the kingdom of hell. In the name of Jesus. In one in one minute, 60 seconds, you're gonna declare. Raise up your hands and declare that I'm walking in on, on unusual prosperity. Unusual prosperity. Unusual favor. Because when the ways of a man pleases God, even his enemies shall be at peace. I speak peace all around me. Peace. Peace. Somebody prophesy, prophesy. Prophesy. It don't cost you anything. Speak. Peace all around you. So shall it be. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Come on, close and celebrate Jesus. You are a new person. Come on, somebody. Reviver.